Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you back to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week, The Devil's Reign, from 1975, directed by Robert Fuse. But before all that, we're joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Gate Keith. Wow, man, no fanfare, no, nothing for, for, for you right off the start. No, like, big intro or anything. Hello, everybody. I am the ghoul, and welcome <laughs> to, uh, to to Talking Terror. Welcome. I'll keep it simple. Glad to have I'm, you. I'm not worshipping Satan at the moment, okay? Give me a little bit of time, and I'll be like, oh, nobody is satanic. Ah, yes, I'm melting, melting. Ah, what a world. No, you sound like every other Satanist I've ever met in my life. That's exactly how they sound. Mm. They just like, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, I'm melting. And I'm like, oh, cool. So another friend of mine was Satanist <laughs> melted today. I don't know why I didn't. I'm still here. Why am I still here, Satan? I've been doing your bidding every night. Nope. nope. Still not melting. Still here. He's like, dude, keep that guy out of hell. Fuck that guy. It's like, hey, man. I thought we were cool. Like, Fuck you. I don't care about you. If I care about you, shut up. Okay. Just mind my own business over here. What about now, Satan? I said no. Okay. It's lonely being a Satanist sometimes. <laughs> and of course, we are joined also by you here on the Psychotic Simeon, the Prince of Morzetti. Yes, get Satanic with it, monkey. Hey, Satan. Oh, that's right, King. It is talking terror time, baby. Your favorite time of the week when we, your demonic DJs of dread, are coming in your ears for two hours with the latest horror news and off-the-wall movie reviews. But if you miss us live, don't worry, darling. We've got you covered, baby. Because as all of our millions of fans know, all of our episodes are always available to our lovely fans of Fright for free on Spotify and iTunes. Now you get out there and tell your friends to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, my friend family? Well, no, that's how you do an intro, see? That's what I lack. I lack that cocaine-fueled madness. I <laughs> don't have it in me. <laughs> he has it. He has it in space. But, of course... We are also joined by the very opinionated, very educated, very astute demonic Dean. Welcome back to the show, Dean. Thank you very much. Uh, wonderful to be here uh, once again on Talking Terror tonight to talk about the Devil's Reign. I know we all are just uh, so excited to, to get to the conversation. I am. Like Michael Myers is in that movie. Faces all melted. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm gonna no. do that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Shape shows up. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not an accurate yeah. depiction of how Satan is. Usually we just fucking eat chips and talk about how cool he is. That's about it. It does. Yeah. <laughs> when he's There's dead. no rituals. <laughs> it is indeed a lot like Michael Myers. <laughs> a lot like D&D parties. <laughs> it's a lot like D&D parties, man. Yeah. We just all sit around and like, Who's what's your favorite it? thing about Satan? I don't know. I like his fucking horns. You know what? I like his goatee. I like the fact that he carries like a fucking trident. That's really cool, man. Yeah, man. Satan's pretty fucking cool. And then we all hug. And Can I freeze numbers. his dick off with an ice spell? Can I freeze his dick off with an ice spell, please? <laughs> Will you put the fucking D&D away? It's not that time yet. That's, that's 10 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, it's fucking how cool Satan is. All right? Did I'm, I'm going to use magic missile. <laughs> on your fireball, dick. Fireball. <laughs> I, I, I would like to use levitate on the dragon's testicles. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. If you want me, I'll be over here Sounds talking interesting. about this. <laughs> dragon, I'm dragon, big dragon. <laughs> dragon these balls across your face. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's a little glimpse into what being a Satanist is like. We just fucking sit around. <laughs> There's no human sacrifice, unfortunately. It's just it's too toxic. Who has time for that? I don't. I'm like Jim, is it your turn for the human sacrifice? I thought it was yours, Andy. No, I clearly said last week. Well, well this meeting's See, ruined. Man. All right. See you guys next Thursday. Just trying to lure everybody into safety, bro. We we learned. We know. Okay. We know the devil's greatest trick was trying to convince everybody he doesn't exist and that he's not evil, man. Oh. I know what's up. Oh. You can't get me, bro. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you want facts, Satan got indicted this week, so I think we're safe. I think we're good. So. <laughs> Definitely looks like he's got a face. <laughs> yeah. Definitely looks like he's been dead for a couple of years, but he's still mm-hmm. fighting out there. <laughs> but uh, so before we get into horror news, do you guys want to cover uh, the trailers that we have to take? Uh, well, well, he'd be best friends. That guy gets a bad guys. <laughs> you know what? Jesus was a big old bully. God said, "Get out of here!" And Satan's like, "I don't want to." He's like, "You got to go." That's called eviction, people. And I'm not about that. Satan was all about real estate. He just wanted to find his own place in heaven. Couldn't have it. Not a very good deal. This guy Satan. But, you know, he started up again in hell. It's a very warm place. Climate controlled. We need to talk about hell more. <laughs> unlike, unlike where he kept those files, apparently. No climate control in that room. <laughs> Four locks or anything like that now. <laughs> it's in a, a closet in some uh, hotel room. <laughs> they'll never find it here. They're never going to come here. Nobody's going to come looking. Oh, shit, they're coming. Oh, well, as long as they don't look in the bathroom, they're going to be, oh, they're in the bathroom. Those aren't files from the White House. Those are just my uh, my papers. I'm writing a book. That's a very good book. That, that's that's all my, that, that, that's my porn. That's, that's <laughs> all of my porn. It's, it's, it's not anything confidential in any way, shape, or form. No, that would be <laughs> porn. He doesn't he use porn, porn because he can fuck everybody. Remember, everybody wants to fuck him. Oh, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, for a certain price, I'd let him fuck me. He's like, hey, here's a million dollars. I'd be like, all right, sir. Get ready for the worst sex of your life. 
I'm just going to be that check. I, hey, please, somebody's going to pay me that kind of money? Yes, sir. I'll just yeah, think about buying shit. this time. I'm going to fuck you over. <laughs> wow. I'm going to call you Big Joe at some point. So let's, let's, just, a million let's dollars. just throw it out there, King. King, what's what's the number for your anal virginity, bro? I mean, okay, maybe it's not your anal virginity, but like, what what's 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 the number he, for? Um, he has your, been to prison, your, your, just like the rest of us. You're yeah. re- <laughs> your re- your rectum, bro. I've never been to prison. No, I mean, I've already had my anal virginity taken away. That's because you're Big the good Steve, one, man. <laughs> you stay out of trouble, sir. Don't go down our road. No, yeah, a million dollars easily, man. You want to take me to pound town for a million dollars? Go right ahead. I'm just gonna, well, you know, just well, put my head down, just think about good thoughts. I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm a, you get, you know. I would throw it out there. I, I think, the, I think the king would take 10k. To be perfectly honest with you. No, that's too low. <laughs> too low. No, this time he has to go for a big price, man. <laughs> I will take a deep for a million dollars. I don't care. Come in for a million dollars. I might not be able to sit down for a couple of days, but at least I have a million dollars to look at. All right, see, see fellas. Okay, all, all, all you three people out there listening, this is what happens when you watch the Barbie movie. Yeah, yeah. You just want to explore pegging a little bit. Yeah, I do. I'm beach. I'm beach, and I'm Ken enough. I'm totally beach. <laughs> so the king was once an beach alpha male. Beat you both off at the same time. <laughs> Nobody's beating each other off tonight. <laughs> Except for the king who's in the corner beating himself off. He will beat, beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing two pairs of sunglasses and feeling fine. Yes. And yeah, and we were like, we're going there. It's like, yeah. Um, finally went back to theaters, you know, for the first time since COVID. And yeah, just like the rest of you guys, finally got to check out Barbie. And. Yeah, me me personally, it, it's like, you know, yes, I know we're a horror podcast, so we, we can keep this quick. It's just, yeah, Barbie has always been around controversy. You know, no, you're never going to make 100% of the people 100% happy with any big major product that Barbie slash Mattel puts out. But I had a great time with this movie because, just because it acknowledged all of that. It had fun with itself. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, it had it knew what it was. It had fun. Had no problem picking yep. on itself in any way, shape, or form, while still delivering several good, strong messages to families and women out there. So yeah, you know, for, and it was just funny as fuck all across the board. Yeah. So our first trip back to theaters, we all enjoyed it. It was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, we had a great time with this movie. <laughs> That's great, man. Welcome back yeah. to the theaters. It's about time. Indeed. You did it, Indeed. buddy. You did it. On to the next one. Go yeah, see I, I, I would have liked to. I would have liked to have seen Oppenheimer this weekend, but uh, you know, I, I have to say, I'm thoroughly impressed with the fact that that movie is selling out IMAX is like crazy. Like, almost oh, every yeah. single yep. reasonable showtime was absolutely 100% booked. And, I, I mean, maybe, like, front row was available, and that's it. And, like, if you've ever been in, like, an IMAX, you know, you can't do front row. The fucking screen is huge. You're, nope. you're literally you're, you're sniffing balls. Um, <laughs> you know, like, on-screen balls. 
but but yeah, yep. so I have still not gotten to that. Uh, but I did end up getting a earlier sneak preview of the Turtles movie prior to the uh, the preview that I was originally going to see on Monday. Uh, I happened to just be scanning on Saturday looking to see about an Oppenheimer, and I happened to notice that I guess they went and pulled the trigger even earlier and did like an extra early sneak oh. preview of the Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. So got to see it on Saturday. And uh, I mean, it's it's – so, so uh, my, my feelings on it are this. Like, you know, I, I, obviously I don't want to spoil it for anybody, Monkey in particular. Um, but, you know, the, the film, for me anyway, doesn't really break any new ground with the characters. It really doesn't establish the characters themselves. And... Uh, it really doesn't know what it doesn't know its identity. Really, that that is what it comes down to. It's not okay. It's not new enough to attract anybody other than like somebody that may want to watch like interesting animation because the, the art style is cool. But the art style isn't like it is with the Spider-Man films with the uh, Spider-Verse movies where it's used to tell the story. It's just how mm-hmm. this story is presented. It's not childish enough for you to be like, oh, I'm going to take the kids and the kids are going to like it. It's also not enough of a love letter to any of the previous incarnations to where if you're a fan of all the earlier series that you'll be like, yes, I'm so fucking cool. I'm so happy I saw that. There might be like two or three like little nods to like other films, but for the most part, it just it tries to like establish itself as its its own new thing. And I kind of feel mm. like it loses wherever the fuck it thought it was supposed to go. It, it never gets there. And that, that kind of a drag because I mean, I fucking love them. Yeah. I love them as a kid. I, I still love them as an adult, you know, like I want nothing more than to see a, another cool version of the fucking turtles. And I thought the animation looked cool. So I was hoping to see something, something different, but it, it is what it is. So a question, right? Mm-hmm. You're hoping to hear something different. It is what it is. Uh, you know, they didn't do anything new or anything with the characters. Uh, you know, th- these are things that these are statements that you've made in this portion of our discussion. But I suppose my question is that, like, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, the the story is set. The the background is set. Like, what what can they really do with it? You know, and. The, the, the Ninja Turtles and, and, and several other properties, it's like, you know, it, if they were going to remake something or, you know, reboot something or whatever terminology is all the rage these days, like, there was a time when, like, maybe it would be 20, 25, maybe even 30 years in some cases or whatever, but, like, it's like trying to do it again just a few years after it's been done prior, like, like what were you, uh, uh, honest question, like, what were you expecting? Like, what did you really think they would be able to do with that like hadn't been done before these with these characters like we know what the story is you know i saw the trailer for it when i saw um maybe when i saw asteroid city uh two weeks ago um you know and it was like oh ninja turtles you know and it's a modern version of my recollection of the ninja turtles like what can they really do with it that's so different or interesting or groundbreaking or or you know you know what i mean 
Well, I, I don't need groundbreaking, but, I mean, if you're going to adapt the Turtles into, like, let's say today's society, then let's do so in a way that, like, kind of really fits today's theme, today's ideas, today's sensibilities. World. If you're, if you're going to yeah. – today's world, you know, uh, if you're going to, uh, again, you know, being that, like, all right, you watch the 2012 series, right? And any series, obviously, it's long form. You're going to have a lot of time to really establish characterization, motivations, and, and storylines and whatnot, right? In a film, you only have whatever it's going to be, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever the length of, of runtime is, you still need to establish those characters. You still need to give those characters a, a pathos. You need to give them identifying, you know, qualities. You need to give them actual personalities in order to make them anything. And this movie lost all of that. Like you said, you have turtles. They're fucking established, right? Well, no, we don't want to, we're not doing that with these turtles. But instead what we did was, was make a bunch of, characters that could have been anything but the Ninja Turtles. You could have made this a fucking salamanders and masks with weapons and it would have been, you know, and it would have been just as fucking easy to be like, wow, that was a turtle ripoff. You know, than it was watching these characters use those character names and not not really live up to it at all. Like, like I said, when I say character traits, put it this way, the only, like, Leonardo has two character traits in the film and that's it he gets the most fucking like of anything everybody else is one does note. he beach you know the the voice does not beach no he, he doesn't beach he doesn't beach you know if anybody would beach in that crew it would probably Raph um you know Raph would wow. definitely be it's always Raph but it's always Raph yeah exactly he's just an angry fuck you know and huge but uh well, you know, yeah like you know <laughs> Fun-loving, crazy Michael Lucky, and, and it's it's just it's a shame because they got a lot of good voice talent for this, and like that's mm. there. There are there are things here that you just wish they did more with. You wish like you watched it and you're like, wow. At, at that point, you might as well have made it a series, and maybe then this would have been something that could have been could have been better, you know? Like, so, so the, the guy I work with was interested, you know? And, and like, the, the, the easiest thing I could say was, like, this was just barely, and it's only because of the, the difference in animation and, and, like, how interesting the art style was, this was just barely better than that 2000-whatever TMNT cartoon movie that came out, you know? And mm. that was, like barely passable you know so it's like i don't know like i don't feel like this should have been a theatrical release that's really what it comes down to it doesn't deserve to be in the theater mm. i feel like they were right. well, in on the spider-verse stuff that's really what it feels like like hey we did something different with the I, art style we made something interesting we look we look fucking cool into the turtleverse uh, I will say that one of my you said you, you mentioned the voice talent and I will I will say that my favorite uh, piece of information in the entire realm of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle history is that in the original uh, three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that Leonardo was voiced by Takashi from Revenge of the Nerds. I just love that so much, very much. <laughs> Corey Feldman really? is on his own. 
Yeah, he did the voice of Donatello. You didn't know that? Well, funny enough, uh, I I probably did at one time or another, but just, you know, put it out of my mind. You know, again, similar, like, to what what the King just said. Like, I remember Revenge of the Nerds was Leonardo in all of the original Ninja Turtle movies. The, uh, you know, you had Corey Feldman doing the voice of Donatello with Ernie Reyes Jr. being the uh, yes. the actor inside of Donatello's costume. But then in the second movie, he... Yeah, they were the, voice, you know, they, the voices. They made him... Yeah, they were just voices. They didn't do the, the body stuff. But Ernie Reyes Jr. actually was in the second movie as his own character. He did not per- did not perform as Donatello again. That's very cool. He said he was the pizza um, boy. I forget what his character's name was. <laughs> That either, and I think even Sam Rockwell was in uh, that first uh, Turtles movie as a foot soldier. In, yes, in, in the 1990 uh, movie, yes, he's he's one of the Foot Clan soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! They got invited to eat pizza and play video. Yeah, Sam Rockwell was one of them. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> I mean, I would have joined up. And he didn't even, pizza. and he didn't even get to dance. <laughs> no, unfortunately. And listen, you know, it's, pre, it's pre Fast and the Furious, you know, they're fucking, you know, roaming around New York City. The book. What else does a ninja clan do but steal, like, you know, CD players and shit like that? <laughs> Very important. <laughs> they're going after those big trucks. Um, but okay. Uh, so we, we did not cover Gen V last week, uh, the new series coming out on Amazon, the spinoff of The Boys. Uh, but I watched it tonight. I know uh, the ghoul did. Uh, Dean Monkey watched it last week. So. Uh, Monkey, why don't you kick this one off? I know this is one that you're excited for, Gen V. Well, it's just I'm just excited, like we all are, just to get any extension into the boys' universe, just because, again, they keep messing with us about you know how long it's going to be until the next season, you know. So at least we get this little bit of an expansion into the universe, you know, get to see what's going on. <laughs> Excuse me, you know. But this time, this is going to take place in Godolkin University, where we learn that this is where they find (laughs) new superheroes, possibly train them and stuff like that. And I'm just looking forward, like, I I just want some, like, straight up, you know, animal house, old school, you know, fraternity action shit going on in this movie. Like, I, I, I... I'm sure we have to have our deep dives and the, the story, but I just hope they take those moments to just show some wild, crazy parties and fraternity madness that goes on at this college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gould, what do you think about the show for Gen V? Uh, so quick question, because something the monkey just said. Is this a movie or a series? Series. It's going to be, a, it's no, gonna it be is, the next series. series. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, you said movie, so I just wasn't sure if when, I like, had missed something on that. Yeah, for context, oh, sorry. when 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 the series hits Prime, uh, it's going to debut with the first three episodes available, and then there will be weekly releases throughout the rest of the season. How many episodes do you know? I, I am not sure. What do we have that now, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, eight episodes. So it will be eight episodes. <laughs> so they're releasing three, and then we got five more weeks after that. Yes, and there that's a similar format to the to the seasons of the boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. 
So uh, thoughts on it? I mean, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of like the monkey said, you know, like, look, the the boys introduced us to a a fucked up world of superheroes. Um, you know, a, a world that feels very much real, feels very, very much like as if. You know, Disney, which, funny enough, it does, runs the superhero business, but if they ran superheroes in real life. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's a fun series. It's a fun fun show. We love the characters, you know. I, I'm hoping that, you know, what we get is, is I know what, I get what you're saying, Monkey. You want Animal House. You want this. You want that. You know, I would just want it to at least feel like it genuinely belongs in the same world as the boys, um, while not yeah. being a complete like copy of it with just maybe a few different power sets, you know. So so yeah, I want I want the fun of a school type of, of comedy, but you know it, it does need to to definitely still feel like 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 we're in the in the same fucking world. You know, plain and simple, man. You know, give me fucked up characters, give me fucked up sex scenes, and you know what? Look from the trailer. It looks like it looks like we're getting all of that. So you know, I I am a hundred percent looking forward to this. I know we're only what a, a few, well, a week, two weeks away. Yeah, I think two weeks. So coming up, yeah, so that's going to happen. Um, but uh, no, a little, little more than that. It comes. It's it's. Uh, we still got a little ways to go. It's September twenty ninth. Oh, my bad. Like I, I thought it was. Wait, no, I thought I thinking of something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Dean, what do you think about Gen Z? Look, man, I'm all in. Uh, I, you know, I think back uh, a couple of years ago to when uh, the boys had come up uh, in one of our discussions, and I, like everything else in the universe, had not seen it. And some of you, some of you guys were like, "Oh, you really got to check this out." And that night, I put on the first episode, and instantaneously, I was like. This is the fucking greatest shit I've ever seen. I love this. And, uh, you know, watched the whole, I think the first, I think the first two seasons were maybe available at the time. Season was available. Uh, and maybe this, no, maybe the first, I don't even remember. But it, so it was watched, the entire first season was available for you. So you were able to watch that. Yeah, I watched I the first season, you know, pretty much <laughs> all, all in a row and have, have waited you know, with bated breath uh, for the subsequent seasons. And, you know, I I know that I've talked in this portion of our program about Gen V over the last year or so, whenever there's been information. And <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You don't say. And, well, yes, that, that is what he thinks. Oh, do you now? Oh, oh. we. Oh, wow. Oh, we have lost the dean again. He must be controversial in the backyard again. That's a controversial thought right there. Okay, wow. Didn't think he was going to say that, but yeah. We get, it's uh, the feds. So. The feds, they found paper. They found paper <laughs> Man, in the They were hiding in there, and, uh, and that's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better get some now One of them. Upon us, now that it's finally upon us, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Look, the trailer has got me excited. It looks like it's going to have the right mix of, like, interpersonal drama between characters uh, superhero action, as well as uh, introduction of storylines that they say are going to have some impact in the in the next season of the boys. So 
you know, this is not just going to be some separate uh, slice of the universe that the boys has created. Things that happen in this season of Gen Z will have relationship with the next season of the boys. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious and I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Cool. Um, I'm kind of neutral about it. I'm kind of neutral about it, to be honest. Like I just, I thought it was okay. Like I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, obviously, but like that trailer really didn't kind of grab me like the boys did. I was just like, okay. So like they're in college and they're, they have their powers. Like that one girl has the power of stigmata apparently where she could just shoot blood out of her hand. I'd be cool. Like to see where that goes. She can manipulate. Um, you know. She can manipulate blood. And uh, oh, King, you say blood this didn't grab me like the ask because I just want to make sure that that I have all of the facts and clarification here. Uh, you know, are you saying that the trailer did not grab you like the boys, like the show The Boys, or are you thinking way back to before The Boys when you saw the initial trailer and felt captivated by that trailer, and this trailer made you have a different feeling? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I was totally in when I first saw that trailer for the season one of The Boys. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking different. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like, it's going to be interesting. And with uh, Gen V, I'm like, oh, it could still be interesting, but it just didn't grab me the way that The Boys trailer did when I first saw that, even before I saw the show. I was like, I just love these characters. It's so fucking different. Like, it's cool. So this is kind of like uh, X-Men First Class, where it's just like, ah, we're going to be hanging out at the school and discovering ourselves, and it's going to be fun. I do love the fact that the trailer bleeped out, like, expletives, but they showed all the fucking gore that you could possibly expect. <laughs> it's like they can't say dick and they can't say shit, but they could show fucking blood coming out of the guy's face. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just made me oh, laugh. Oh, did you, did you, so, oh, so you didn't watch the Red Band trailer then? Because they say no, it in the Red Band trailer. Oh, yeah, no, I watched oh, okay. the one that just came up on YouTube. The, the first one that came up, I'm like, all right, this is the trailer, I'm going to watch it. And I did. And, like, I was like, why are they bleeping out the curses, but they're showing all the fucking blood? I was like, this makes sense, but I like it. You know, but so I'm still looking forward to it. Like, I'm not against it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But, like I said, the trailer just didn't kind of wow me. And I'm kind of hoping that we get some cameos in there, too. I know they said that there's going to be a couple, you know, from the boys' main cast. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see who shows up. Oh, looks like it from the trailer, too. So I caught a couple yeah. of them. Definitely looks like, looks like Homelander is going to be in there. Uh, a train, hey, uh, the, the, the redheaded boy. chick. <clears throat> I, I was forgetting yeah. her name. Yeah. Ashley is that a- a- Ashley? Is, is that her name? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so no, I saw her in there and uh, a couple other little things here and there. So, yeah. Don't be that. So, sorry, but man. when I'm. Uh, Honestly, what I'm looking forward to is fucking Saw uh, X, because that trailer dropped uh, over the weekend, and I fucking put it on as soon as it came out, because I was like, i got to see this, because it takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2, and the trailer fucking worked for me, because it's true. Like, this is going to be his most violent, I think, because you fucked him over, royally, where you're like, oh, we're going to bring you to Mexico, and we're going to get that tumor out, and you're going to be fine, John Kramer, and he's like, Oh, <laughs> and then they fucking don't do it. He's like, oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like on where he's grabbing everybody in that hospital and putting them through the traps. I didn't give you any anesthesia. You're going to need all your focus. Like, oh, I fucking love this. I fucking love it. <laughs> like, I was so happy seeing the Saw 10 trailer. I was like, you know, this, it makes sense. I like the fact that they found a way to bring Jigsaw back that makes sense. 
It's not like, oh, he's still dead, but it's his ghost this time. Like, no, it's, no, it's a flashback. Ooh. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't put on a backward pack. And he tries to make himself look young like he did in Saw 5. So it's kind of in the middle. Um, but, uh, yeah, cool. What did you think about the Saw X trailer? I mean, you know how I am with the Saw series. You know, like, I, I still have yet to go back and, like, make it past whatever the last one that I was, like, in in was, which, again, I always forget whether it was four or five. You can um, stop at three. You know, I saw, you know, the, 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 the Chris Rock movie. Um, I didn't think that was terrible, mm. but, you know, I also wasn't yeah, wasn't like, ooh, this is the greatest thing I ever fucking <laughs> seen either. I mean, it, it, it looks no. like a Saw movie. And, you know, the, the problem with this trailer is, is it looks like a Saw movie in which you already see everything that's going on with it. Um, so there's really mm-hmm. going to be no surprises, including the fucking reveal that you get at the end, which, I mean, obviously, look, if you see the other movies, the you, know the part that she, you know the part that she plays, <laughs> but it's like, well, yeah, why are you pulling your load there? Just to, you know, you're ten fucking movies in. Maybe people have forgotten that kind of shit, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why they fucking reveal, like, everything in it. I mean, unless, yeah. unless the idea is really just to go there to watch the trap shit, which if that's the case, then I might as well just watch like a best of video on YouTube and just wait <laughs> for this movie to release digitally and then just do it that way too. So, which I did notice, I don't know if this is going to be a theatrical only release or if they're going to do the streaming thing again, because it didn't necessarily say, is it only theatrical though? I don't know if it's day to date like they've been doing. I do know it's theatrical next month. They moved it up from October to September. That's the only thing I know Okay, because the way, like, whatever wording they used at the end made me feel like they were going to do it where it could be both at the same time. Like, I think, didn't they do that with Jigsaw where it was like, all right, you know, you can go see it in theaters or you can watch it on, like, HBO or whatever at the same time. No, that was straight to theater. That was way before that, day-to-day. That was before the pandemic, okay. Jigsaw. The Jigsaw the, was before the, the pandemic, so people were just going to theaters. Oh, you're talking about Spiral. No, Spiral was in theaters. That wasn't uh, day-to-day. That was also in theaters. But, Only but in wasn't theaters. it theater and streaming at the same time? I, I could swear that it was. I could it be wrong. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I, don't, I remember going to the theater to see it. So it's possible that it was day-to-day, but I don't remember. I just remember going to the theater to see it and just walking up in the well, and that happened. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it could be that, that Saw 10 is uh, day-to-day. I just don't have the details in front of me. I just know that they moved up the date from October to September, so. I'm going to see it in theaters. I love people getting ripped apart by Jigsaw's traps. The best. <laughs> you know? Especially when he's fucking oh, yeah, angry no, because they didn't use that tumor. I'll probably go see this one in theaters, and it will be the first Saw movie that I have seen in theaters. So, and let's say that That's we'll see cool, it. I'll use one of my AMC passes for it. So, so I will enjoy it for that, at least. Yeah, I've seen them all in theaters. I'm that sucker. It's can't get out the Saw movies. Even the bad ones like Jigsaw, which is fucking terrible. Walked out of that, I was like, well, that happened. <laughs> you know, moving on with my life. Um, but, uh, Dean, what did you think about Saw X? Uh, I did not see the Saw X trailer, and that is fine. Okay. Uh, it's not something that I'm really super interested in. Uh, as I've said before, I don't think I've seen an entry in the franchise since Part 3. So uh, I don't anticipate that changing anytime soon. And, uh, you know, I hope that people that are waiting for this are are pleased but it's just it's not something where there's an abundance of interest on my part so i didn't even actually check the trailer out for the upcoming that's cool too but uh monkey what do you think about sox 
I'm 100% what the ghoul was saying here, man, is just, if like, they show, once again, like we say, uh, you know, all the time here, it's like, they blew their fucking wad in the trailer. They showed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even what was probably supposed to be, like, the twist probably in, the, like, the last fucking 30 seconds or some shit in the movie where you have the reveal at the end of the trailer. And I just wasn't feeling the vibe <laughs> of them sitting there trying to play the happy, kooky music while the trailer's going on. It's like, oh, so now you went down this route too. <laughs> yeah, but now, okay, so, so you know, now, now they're going down the Guardians of the Galaxy route too, you know, just like everyone else has, <laughs> you know, is, you know, we got to find some, you know, old kooky music to play in our trailer, you know, just because the song movies aren't like that. There's, there's no tongue-in-cheek in it. It's like, you know, once it, once it gets going, it gets going, and it's just, you know, it's just a hard, dry fuck, you know, is what the Saw movies are. And, you know, for them to sit there and try and pull a James Gunn with the trailer, I was just like, no, no. See, now you're just trying to stay relevant here. Look. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree on all those points, and I also agree because even before I saw the trailer, like, they have ruined that one surprise cameo that's going to be in the movie on all the horror websites. They're like, oh, shit, check it out, screenshot. I'm like, the trailer hasn't even come out yet, guys. Like, can you let me fucking come? Can you let me just have my one fucking come moment? I'm like, oh, that's she's there. <laughs> you know, nope, can't do it because I already know. You so want to come while like, watching oh, the 10th entry in the Saw series? Well, I do. Yeah, why not? Each of them. I, I, I have the <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to come, even if it is watching John Kramer butcher people. It's fun. You know, it gets really exciting. I came twice last night. Yeah, I mean, I was edging you all time. Were you watching? Only because, right? this happen oh, only because of that car. Damn straight. Hey, I mean, oh, I was just messing with you, man. <laughs> you got to pick your moments, man. Even Oppenheimer, man. If I watch it at home, there's going to be some moments. You get that bomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you got to be able to time the busy. explosion. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take me dead, yeah, Oppenheimer. Got to got to time it with the bomb, huh? What, what, what were you saying? <laughs> <there? laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm the You said twice last night. I said, were you watching a Saw film at the time? Oh no, 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 no. Actually, uh, what, what was on in the background? Um, no violence. Was on in the background. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, late, late. Oh, it might have been Lords of Dogtown. You know, um, <laughs> you know, so, skateboarding. So I might have put that. I might have put that on after. But then uh, that, that that was after the, the session, and then like after that though, she had fallen asleep, and I was just like, you know what, I gotta I gotta relieve a little extra pressure. I gotta relieve some more pressure. So, you know, I had that on in the background while I watched one of the I think it was Mom Swap or, or Sis Swap or one of the other. Oh, that's always a good choice. I think it was, that's I, always I think it was Mom Swap. Yeah, Mom Swap might have been a pure taboo actually. Oh, Pure Taboo was good, too, though, because they have some good surprises in there. But, yeah, Mom Swap's always my go-to, man. After my nice cool-down, I want to go for a nice, relaxing Mom Swap episode. It just feels really good. It feels right. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and and why surprises? You mean that sometimes the chicks in pure taboo have dicks? And yes, there's definitely surprises. I know you can. Uh, oh no, I've seen that before. Little... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Like I know I can go through the uh, the filters on it and, and like actually get rid of the <laughs> that, that stuff. But you know what? I fucking leave it. Why not? You know. Sometimes I'll leave it on. Yeah, I don't surprise. take it out. Oh. Other other times though, when I see a fucking bearded mouth take a dick in it, I'm like, yep, no, this video's off. Oh, see, you know, I don't mind it. You know, those cuckolding videos. At some point, you're just really into it, and you're like, I can't turn them off because I'm in mid fucking show. I can't stop. Can't stop mm-hmm. now. Nope. Just have to just ignore nope, it. Just nope, ignore nope. it. <laughs> just go no, to your happy place. That's go a, to your happy place. That's a hard. There's no happy place for me at all. It's a hard break. Hard, hard break, bro. It could, like I, if it happens right in the middle, I can't a, stop. I, I, I can't help it. Trans. I can watch a pretty trans take a dick in the ass, like you know, or, or give a blowjob, right? We all see that. But like, as soon as yeah. it's like, as soon as they get into like some of that buy stuff where the dude's like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start doing this," I'm like, "Yeah, bye, bye." Like, I'm out. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on where you're at. It's, you know, if you're just casually watching, you can turn it off any time. But if you're like me and you're in the middle of Pound Town, you just can't stop. You say, I'm just going to power through. Oh, this. I will be in the power middle through. of Pound Town and just fucking stop, <laughs> nah, man. It's, a, it's a, an absolute stop. Like, you know, I will I will mm-hmm. freeze the process, find what I'm looking for, and, and you know, re-fucking re start the whole thing. <laughs> Well, that's that's when you just take a shower away Shit, shit. sometimes that just happens with a regular fucking scene You know, I'll be like halfway through the fucking thing Watching whatever get banged And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I remember that one fucking scene from the 80s movie oh, This and that I'll be like, all oh, the fucking like, time. You know, and then I'm like, oh, now I gotta go find that And then I'll see something in that And I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of this chick this one time Ultimately, <laughs> I almost always end up like On the same fucking like five or six videos That like are, are like just are like finishers, you know? Like, they are like the Mortal oh, Kombat yeah. fucking yep. finishers of fucking Jay Owen. Oh, I had several of those finishers saved. I'm like, you know what? Those are my go-tos. If I'm not feeling it for one scene, I just go right to that fucking file, man. Got to get the exploders. <laughs> you know you're guaranteed, man. You're guaranteed. It's not It's not even like, oh, this is going to happen to something. It's going to. There's a reason why you saved that, sir. <laughs> I'm all about the exploders. <laughs> You got to have them. You got to have your favorites, man. <laughs> you know, because sometimes that one scene's not doing it for you. Then he's like, well, I wonder where Katie Morgan's at today. Then you look Katie Morgan up. And you're like, ah, what, what about Dee Williams? I want to I wanna find out about Dee Williams, see what son she's banging this week. Like, it's just, it's tough. There's a great, it really is. It's just, there's uh, a great Jane Wilde and Dee uh, Williams scene on fucking adult time, pure taboo, bro. Oh, my fucking Lord. Think, that, that's what, yep, that's yep. one of my finishers. If there's a fucking oh, man, male talent a, in it. The male talent in it is the problem. It's that fucking Derek Derek Pierce or whatever his name is, and I fucking hate oh, Derek that guy. Pierce is fucking but man, he sucks. But, nah, see, I can't. See, yeah, he sucks, bro, like big time. But fucking, uh, but nah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the scene itself is fucking phenomenal, man. Highly recommend. Yeah, because you can kind of forget about it. Because like Derek Pierce is a lot like Christian, where you're just like, God, why the fuck am I watching this guy? But you're like, No, the scene's so hot. You just I would ignore it. Dude, I'm I fucking can never, it out. I cannot watch fucking Christian and take him seriously, bro. After watching, like, you know, like, it was like, all right. As it was, I wasn't a fan of that, like, particular actor, right? But then I saw, like, him taking, like, dick in the ass in, like, another video. And I was oh, like, no. yeah, bro, Ooh. no. Like, it's one thing to no. know that, like, a lot of porn males, like, do gay porn. It's another thing to, like, see it and then ever be convinced that that guy wants to have sex with a girl again. It's like, yeah, nah, bro. Like, he, he definitely enjoyed the other Oh, yeah. Of a lot more. Of the, more <laughs> exactly. How? Like, okay, a lot of them get their... Okay, what's her name? Porn. Which one's that? Oh, oh. 
I'm wet through my depends. Blue iris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. Whoops. Don't want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the, the, the older ones the are Dean's favorite popular. porn star. Mm, there you go. Oh, Blue Iris. <laughs> Dana Hayes. Loves Dana Hayes. Oh, Dana <laughs> Hayes. Oh, my God. I remember her from my first sex teacher. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, too, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I tried. I tried. Nope, couldn't do it. I got to get out of here. I got to go home. <laughs> I got to go home. <laughs> she was like granny porn that they were trying to push as like MILF porn. And you're like, bitch, you ain't been was, a fucking MILF for like 30 porn. years. <laughs> oh, God. Her and Sammy Sparks. They tried to push those two on us back in the late 90s. Didn't work. But, uh, all right. Dean, I apologize. We went into a lot of porn. So why don't we talk about a little horror news before we get into the devil's why, rain. What do you got for us tonight? Why are you apologizing, King? You know, you know, because sometimes we go into it, and, and the ghoul and I could talk about porn all fucking day long, but we're not here to talk about porn. We're talking about horror news. No, I understand, but my point is, like, I have always been of mind that the conversation goes where it goes, and that's the way it is. So I'm not sitting here going, oh, I wish we could be talking about horror news right now. Like, the conversation organically went in a direction, and that's how it works sometimes here at Talking Terror. Direction of my erection. Well, the Ghoul and I are going to start a new podcast. The Ghoul and I will start a Bangers and Exploders podcast next year. Nothing but porn to do <laughs> I wish you l- luck on your on your excursion. Top on your future endeavors, good sir. <laughs> so anyway, Dean, uh, what do you got for us tonight? What are we talking about with horror news? The, the, the radio silence team of Matt Bettinelli, Open, Tyler Gillett, and Chad Vallejo, uh were instrumental in bringing the Scream franchise back to relevance. Uh, with their previous two entries, Scream, uh, the fifth Scream, and then just a short 14 months later, earlier this year, the, uh, the, the, the sixth entry. And uh, it was announced uh, while a seventh Scream film from the studio has not been officially announced, it was announced that the radio silence team of Bettinelli, Open, Gillett, and Zalea uh, will not be directing a seventh Scream film. It's been hmm. announced that uh, that a director named Christopher Landon uh, will be taking the helm uh, for a seventh Scream film that's official. Uh, Matt Bettinelli, Open, Tyler Gillett, and Chad Vallejo will be remaining with the project and the property as executive producers uh, but they will not be directing uh, the next um, the next installment. Uh, Christopher Landon uh, has directed Happy Death Day and Freaky uh, and Happy Death Day to You um, and some other things. So he has been working within the the genre. Uh, but that is some Scream uh, Evan news uh, that I believe broke uh, just just today, just this afternoon. That's correct. I can't believe we're getting a fucking Scream 7. I mean, it was obvious after Scream 6 came out. It was a huge you, hit. But you, can't, what? you can't believe? I can't, because it's like, where do you go? There's just no more story left. It's done. Dude, you're I sitting just, here I, talking I about excitement over, you know, Saw 10. 
and you're saying that you can't. Which is the 11. movie in the franchise, I believe. Because they're going back to do between one and two. I accept that. You're giving us something fresh. You're going between first one and second one. That's fine. It's not an extension of Jigsaw. It's not an extension of Spiral. But with Scream 7, it's hey. like, well, you're just making another but, one. So. Yeah, but, I mean, you but don't come know on that. now, we, King. We could, go into prequels. we could go into prequel territory. For all we know, we're going to get introduced to and finally see the death of Maureen Prescott. <laughs> we're going to bring back the force ghost of Billy. <laughs> I don't know. I just I didn't like we don't, uh, why we know, don't need a fourth ghost. We just make Billy look young yeah, again, you know. <laughs> they tried in those movies. They really did. I give them credit for that. I just I don't know. Like I just wasn't a fan of the fifth or sixth one. I just I didn't care for them. So I'm like, why why do it? I I hear you loud and clear on on your feelings about the film. I just feel like to like we know how the genre works. To to I feel like to oh, say you can't believe that they're making another one. Like, of course they're making another one. Uh, you know, it was very, it was very lucrative and, and it's, you know, it's business. And, uh, you know, it made, it made money. And as long as they make money, they will keep making the movies. Oh, I completely agree. And that's exactly what it is. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Just me personally. I'm like, I mean, what? Yeah. Was, yeah. Dean, you do know what sarcasm is, right? Like I, I didn't in any way really believe that the King meant that he did not believe it. I think it was just more of an exclamation of like, no, I think oh, uh, they're making a tenth screen movie or whatever. They're making a seventh screen movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even keep that talking. No, it, it's just a lot. Of, yeah, but can't believe it. It made money. Like, so, of course they are. I mean, that's <clears throat> all these franchises, like you said, saw pain. Where's the fucking tenth entry? But at least it's giving me something different, which I can appreciate. But with Scream 7, I'm like, well, Tenth input. Let's go back to the well. Have more of a Jenna Ortega being like, hmm, here I am. I'm fucking She scared. may not come back. I'll be sad. I like Jen- I like Jenna Ortega's face. No, you know, like I said, I just, I really just hated Scream 6 just because it made people fucking impenetrable to death at a certain point where it's like, you can't do anything to kill these people. <laughs> you know, and we saw it in that movie where it's like, you can do whatever you want to them. They're not going to die. We're going to see him in the final act getting you an ambulance. Like, that dude got stabbed to fucking death by two people. And then he's like, thumbs up, guys. I'm okay. He's like, what? God, what? All right. <laughs> so, okay, death doesn't exist in Scream unless you're a side character. If you're a side character, you definitely fucking die. But if you're a legacy character, yeah, you'll make it. You'll be fine. <laughs> I don't understand. You know? They Why'd killed, you have to kill they Dewey killed, off? They killed Dewey. He's not a side yeah, character. Yeah, no, but look at Scream 6 with, with Courtney Cox, Gail Weathers. Definitely should have been fucking X'd out. No, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. All those stab wounds and everything like that. She's, she's going to write another book, guys. Like, it's, come on. Like, you know, X out the legacy characters. You did write with Dewey, but they couldn't fucking nail it with uh, Gail in Scream 6. So I was like, I'm kind of over it. Like, apparently, these people Dewey are just Dewey should have been dead in part two. She was dead part one. Kill him off part one. <laughs> no. But now they, they, hey, people like him. Let's keep him around. <laughs> so, anyway, Dean, what else have we got? What are you talking about? Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, let's. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, big news from the Romero camp. 
uh, and hey. that is the uh, that Twilight of the Dead, the seventh and final installment uh, in the long-running George Romero of the Dead series, may begin filming uh, as early as later this year in Puerto Rico. Um, Joe uh, Netter, uh, Robert Lucas, and uh, Paolo Zolotti worked on the treatment with George Romero while he was still alive. Uh, of this Twilight of the Dead film. And uh, that team uh, has continued the work to to flesh out uh, the treatment. They said that uh, casting was underway uh, earlier this year, and they've been in talks with a director, uh, and that even though uh, the the strike is still going on, uh, it has been said that since this is an independent uh, project they have implied for an interim agreement that would allow them uh, to to go to work uh, during the strike. Uh, we don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, you know they're trying to get Romero's Twilight of the Dead um, made, and like I said, it it might be filming as early as later this year. That's exciting news, man. Really exciting. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Very um, cool. That they're going to try to make out a deal so they could film. I mean, it's an indie film. <clears throat> you get some indie actors, and you could probably make it happen. Um, I know that's something that George really wanted to do before he died. He wanted to make that swan song movie where it's like, this is it. Like, I'm going to make one more, and that's it. No more dead movies because he loved that, you know, the, the dead movies. And, of course, yeah, like but, the, but... the latter two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, let's be honest, like the last couple, you know, he might love to make them, but that doesn't necessarily does not necessarily translate to quality. Uh, I think we can all agree upon that. Uh, But like, you know, what is our what is our (laughs) hopes for? for I mean, look, don't get me wrong. This is exciting news. Like I'm I'm, I I read this and excited about it. But like, what are what are our, our, our hopes for for what this might look like when 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 we push play uh, and this thing is. Is, is being presented to us. Like, are, are our hopes high that this final treatment that he was working on was going to be above and beyond what had come uh, just prior? Uh, are, are we expecting more of the same? Are we expecting, are, you know, these people that have worked on it, like, do we know their talent and what, what their capabilities are? Like, what do we expect? I watch Skyflowers, you know, Charlie. <laughs> Land of the Dead was okay. I mean, that was a big studio movie. Um, you know, which is, again, George isn't a big studio guy, so you see that interference in Lands of the Dead. But, like, with Diary and Survival, like, it was, are they great movies? No, by any means, they're not great. But it's still, at the same time, it was Romero just kind of keeping it going, you know, and making I like Diary. And and he was, did you? Okay. Well, I mean, see, and I like Survival. I thought Survival diary, was a lot of fun. That That's was the, the, let me on. just make sure, Diary was the one that was told through all, like, camera screens, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, I like that well. one. And I like Survival because I felt like Survival was kind of like a movie that George really just wanted to make. Like, it was really just, he's like, you know what, I just want to make one. Like, I want to make one that I feel like is good, and if people don't like it, fuck it. I don't care. I'm George fucking Romero. Survival <laughs> was the one with the, the island, right? <laughs> the girl on the horse. Yeah, that was um, with the I'm island and, yeah. and the factions fighting and, and all that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, you know, not yeah, like the Hatfields and McCoy's type 
See, and I liked it just because I felt like this was just George doing one for him. He's like, I've done everything else. You know, the fans like what they like. He's like, I'm doing one for me. You know, then he died a couple of years later, and it just it was unfortunate because he wanted to do Twilight of the Dead to kind of get back to, like, a Day of the Dead type of situation, you know, because he knows that a lot of people love Day of the Dead. So he kind of wanted to go back to that and make Twilight of the Dead, where it's just kind of like the you know, final hours of humankind, you know, and how they deal with hoping, the dead. Uh, I was hoping that Twilight mm-hmm. of the Dead was actually going to be like, you know, the zombie wars between the vampires and werewolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the zombies. It would have, uh, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, he, it's just that George, you know, he was a guy that always had ideas. He wanted to do a movie called Road of the Dead which involved a lot of cars and zombies and shit like that that just never really got off the ground. So Twilight was a script that he wrote and really kind of wanted to do it to give to his fans, like the last one. Like, guys, I know you guys might not have liked Diary and Survival, but let me do one that kind of reminds you of the earlier films. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm kind of hoping that they take what he wrote and they make something of it that's passable. You know, that is a love letter to George, you know, and giving him that final one. He's not here anymore, but at the same time, let's do one for him and make it good, and make it kind of remember why he is the godfather of the zombie. You know, those first three movies, you know, are, are classics. I know you guys are soft on Dawn, but still, I mean, you know, there wouldn't be I a like remake Dawn. of it if it wasn't for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying yeah, in general. 2004. You know. yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying in general. Uh, uh, wouldn't uh, be a uh, 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 so, yeah. The monkey uh, I'm, I'm Snyder, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to either way because I really do hope that it's kind of a love letter to George. You know, I miss that guy every day. I always think about how great of a director he was, you know, and how beloved he was. And, you know, it's hard that he's not around. You know, I wish he was to kind of see this get made. You know, even if he was too old to direct it, he could just see it get made and just kind of be happy, you know, with the result. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a bittersweet one when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, anyway... Yeah, before I get all cheered up here. Uh, Dean, what else are we talking about? I don't want you to tear up, King. That's, no, that's not what, I, what I'm here for. Um, but what I am here to talk about how, is that uh, if you have not had the opportunity yet to see it, uh, Insidious Red Door has reached uh, the video on-demand portion of its release, uh, where Check you it can out, rent guys. it or buy it uh, through uh, whatever avenues you pursue your video on demand. I do know that you can rent Red Door for 19.99 or own it for 24.99. So the choice is yours if yeah. you have been I'll waiting wait for it to it, be streaming uh, on something. To, 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 to It'll be streaming before you know it. The home market. like like next month, I'm sure. So, but definitely check it out whenever you guys get a chance. It's a really great one. But uh, all right. So what else is next? Uh, Netflix has announced that some of their properties, including uh, Stranger Things, Squid Game, Bridgerton, uh, the upcoming Castlevania Nocturne animated series, uh, all will be receiving officially licensed coloring books uh, that are coming uh, throughout (laughs) the rest of the year. Uh, The Stranger Things coloring book comes August 19th, followed by Squid Game on September 5th, Bridgerton on October 17th, and Castlevania on October 17th. The Castlevania Nocturnal, Nocturne animated series will hit Netflix on September 28th. Uh, you can pre-order all of them now. Each of these coloring books has a price of 
uh, although the first one, the Stranger Things one, is eighteen ninety nine, but is currently on sale for fifteen ninety nine uh, in the pre order window. So if you are an artiste, uh, you know, or there's a, a, a genre of child in your life that is an <laughs> artiste, uh, you know, these coloring books are will be available uh, for you to to pursue and uh, you know color within or without of the lines, uh, whichever uh, is your preference. Oh. You rebel! Mm. <laughs> Got to stay in the line. It's going to be proper. All right. So what's next, Dave? Uh, no. We've talked about the the Barbie uh, movie, uh, which is just rolling in the dough uh, these days. But I'm here to say that uh, set designers uh, Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer have said that uh, the the model, uh, the inspiration for the weird Barbie house in the film. Uh, is uh, inspiration was drawn uh, from none other than Norman Bates's house from the Psycho film. Uh, they said yeah. that in Psycho, you go up the steps and there is the Psycho house, and they said that they modeled the weird Barbie house on that idea, but they also pushed everything, deliberately pushed everything out of shape uh, and out of order uh, to create that weird part of the Barbie land universe. And so is that uh, like the, addition, uh, the weird Barbie house, like the the the, the Kit McKinnon character, her house? Yeah, the Kit yes. McKinnon character. Yeah, house. Yes, weird Barbie. <laughs> yes, that which way. is actually fun too, because it's trending right now, where everybody is, you know, for the most part, digging up and finding their weird Barbies and like posting pictures <laughs> of them online, yep. you know, which which is just phenomenal. Because yeah, like I. Uh, uh, the ones that always stick out in my memory, you know, of my sister's Barbie dolls were the ones that they, you know, decided to mark up with, like, you know, permanent marker because they were giving them tattoos or, you know, shaving their heads bald and, you know, basically pulling Sid, Sid from Toy Story moves on the damn thing. Prison Barbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't need no bitch. <laughs> That's cool, though. That was modeled after the, uh, the Bates house. We go back and watch it and see if it really is kind of modeled after that. Very cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I thought, now, about and now, I thought that it was, you know, the way they, they filmed it, too, yeah. kind of had that. Yeah. And and now it's, like, reported that Barbie is, like, gross, like, you know, over seven and a half, I mean, over $750 million worldwide. <laughs> yep. Yes. That That's and awesome. uh, Oppenheimer together have broken a billion, so... You know, they, yeah. uh, they are claiming that movies are back in a big way. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far yet, but, you know, it's, no, it's, it's no. nice yeah. to see <clears throat> something making pre-pandemic numbers. Can't wait for that Magic 8-Ball movie that we're going to get. Now that Barbie's a success, <laughs> you know, they want to make all the fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the Mattel games. You know, Connect 4, Magic 8-Ball, everything's on the table. I don't think you guys are getting the message of Barbie. <laughs> I don't think you're kind of understanding what Greta Gerwig did, but that's okay. <laughs> they made money. The sky's the limit. All right, but what else are we talking about, Dave? Uh, I want to see Turian's movie. Related, to, related <laughs> to, to, to... Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, that they will be out. rating... Sorry, Mattel will be raiding the toy chest uh, and pretty much trying to turn all of their properties into movies, uh, starting with what they're calling a a, um, 
a horror, a PG-13 horror comedy based on the classic Mattel Magic 8-Ball uh, toy. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, expect a, a Mattel toy chest cinematic universe on the horizon, uh, given the massive... The Barbie-verse? Uh, uh, just a, a few... The, the BCU. You know, a short time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the BCU. The, the beach CU? Are you gonna speaking of RIP to none other than Paul Rubens. You know, we we, we quote oh, him enough yeah. on the show. Uh to to say, yeah. you know, so yeah. long, Pee Wee Herman. You know, I'm sorry. Speed, you know, I'm not sorry. My balls <laughs> you know, may, may you jerk off in every fucking popcorn bucket in heaven that you find, my friend. I'm a loner, daddy. I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah. So long, oh. TV, So long, Paul. Right. Anything else you want to talk about, Dean? My bag. I'm sorry. Say this again. What else did you need to talk about today? Never mind. TV. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, so the back in two thousand, back in two thousand seventeen, uh, there was a I suppose well received uh, Friday the Thirteenth fan film called Never Hike Alone, uh, and mm-hmm. then in twenty twenty it was followed up with Never Hike in the Snow. Um, I've learned that. Uh, production has wrapped on a third installment, simply titled Never Hike Alone Part 2, uh, which will be continuing uh, their particular uh, spin on the Tommy Jarvis slash Jason Voorhees saga. Uh, this is expected to be the final tree in this trilogy, uh, and it already does have a release date of October 23rd. So if you have been up on the Never Hike Alone Friday the 13th fan film setup, uh, there should be one more. There is one more film on the way that you'll get a chance to see uh, late October. Should be just called Never Hike at All. That's what it should be called. <laughs> Never Hike at All. <laughs> Solves the problem. That's actually. Right? Just Never Hike at All. <laughs> if you don't hike, Jason can't get you. So there you go. <laughs> you know? It, it, they're not bad so, fan films, you know, but yeah. I mean, though, though, realistically speaking, how many hikers has Jason killed per se? It's really more campers. So shouldn't it be like never camp alone? Or, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, never camp alone. Her own interpretation. Just never camp alone in general, but yeah. No, I mean, I guess if you go walking around, I mean, that's considered hiking. If you're just like walking around the campgrounds, like, oh, I got nothing to do. I'll just go fucking walk around the camp. I mean, you can say that's hiking. That, you know, I, don't know. Know. I think hiking what? is like a particular thing. What? You know, it's like a particular type of walking say, what or, or hiking? actions. Hmm. You have to be on a mountain? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what constitutes <laughs> hiking. You just go for a brisk walk through the woods. You need that's a hiking. you need a backpack, a stick, and a water bottle. <laughs> well, there you that, go. And they can know The monkey figure figure it out. Thank you, monkey. So I, well, I was, I'm a hiker because I have a stick, I have a backpack, and a water bottle. I'm a hiker. <laughs> King's going to be doing this at the mall this weekend. <laughs> Look at me. I'm yeah, hiking. Right. I'm a hiker. <laughs> Check it out, guys. I'm hiking at the mall. 
<laughs> I got my backpack, my stick, a granola bar, and a bottle of water. I'm telling you, what did you What did you say, young man? <laughs> yeah, but what about people that hike in the desert? Yeah, but what about people that hike in the desert? Huh? Yeah, they're they're wanderers. It's 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 fucking <laughs> hilly desert terrain. Yeah, there you go. So they're they're terrain walkers. No hikers. <laughs> terrain walkers. Ah <laughs> terrain walkers. <All> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> what else do you have before we get into the movie, man? Oh man. Uh the time is just ticking 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 away. Uh but as we get closer and closer to the fall slash Halloween season Woohoo! Uh, studio Steam Parks in Orlando and Hollywood have announced some of the new haunted houses uh, that will be part of their Halloween Horror Nights uh, this year, with Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights launching on September 1st and on, in Hollywood on September 9th. But uh, haunted houses this year will be based on uh, The Last of Us uh, TV series, uh, the fourth season of Stranger Things, all things related to Chucky, the Universal Monsters, and the new upcoming Exorcist film, uh, as well as several all-new original uh, haunted houses. So uh, that's just some of the stuff that's coming out about the, the Halloween Horror Haunted Nights uh, annual tradition in Universal Studios. Very cool. In fact, they're including Exorcist the Believer. Yeah. See how that turns out. Just a lot of Ellen Burson in that house, I'm sure. I've seen it before. Walking around like <laughs> Dr. Loomis. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But all right. Is that all, Dean? Yeah, uh, we'll we will. We, uh, we will see how it goes. No, I just want to say very briefly because Willem sure Dafoe is such a such an interesting uh, and unique actor, uh, and he'll be yes. featured on December 8th. Uh, when a film that he's going to be in called Poor Things comes out, where he's going to be playing uh, an eccentric, he's going to be playing an eccentric, an eccentric scientist uh, who uh, works to bring uh, a deceased <laughs> subject back to life. But the <laughs> thing I want to talk about really now. quickly, yeah, well, the the piece <laughs> of this that I found so interesting because Willem Dafoe is so interesting is that he actually attended and went through mortician school uh, to learn how to accurately do all of the procedures that are going to be presented in the film. God, God damn, you are so fucking cool, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I wonder how many of those corpses he fucked. He's like, all right, I'm here trying to learn about mortician school. Which one of these bodies can I foul? I want to be inside of them. Uh, Willem, we don't do that here. That's okay. Just go take a coffee break. I'll be here waiting. <laughs> just lights up a cigarette. You can't do that in here. Can I? Okay. Don't, don't hurt me. Don't tell me what to do, Spider-Man. <laughs> don't tell Harry. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. The Green Goblin just lit up a cigarette. And he's like, go take a break. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll be here waiting. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie. It looks like a, a kind of Bride in Frankenstein kind of inspired movie, but uh, all right. So is that it, Dean? So we can get into the Mad Monkey same take of the week. Uh, yes, yes, King. Uh, that that will be all. All right. 
Monkey, you have the floor talking about the Devil's Reign from 1975, directed by Robert Hughes. Devil's Reign. Yeah, this film is about the never-ending battle between hell and heaven, that which is good and that which is bad, and the constant struggle of humankind's weakness against the alluring shears sexiness of demonic temptation to the other side. In particular, this is about one family's ongoing 300-year-old battle against the forces of hell, a family whose sole responsibility is to protect a very sacred ancient book from the forces of darkness. No, not the Necronomicon. But a book so evil that it has no name. A book so evil that if it ever falls into the hands of the fallen, it will be used to call forth a demonic force that will sweep across the land. But will this family be strong enough in their faith to protect the world from the devil's reign? (laughs) All right. So. I picked this flick because I I heard about it on Spengoli. Freaking loves Fingoli. Yeah, like, he's such a fun. Yeah. Ho- <laughs> yes, he did. He's such like an old school fun horror host. He, if you haven't seen him, feel free to check him out. He broadcasts every Saturday night on Me TV. But yeah, I missed the episode. But I heard the name, The Devil's Reign. It just sounded like so hardcore for Fingoli to cover on a show. When I looked it up, I saw the cover art for it. Yeah, I was in. So I checked it out, and after I watched it, I was like, yeah, I got to share this with the guys. Uh, because I really enjoyed this film, but probably for all of the wrong reasons. Like, we have a post, we have a post-Star Trek William Shatner. We have a pre-Top Gun Tom Skerritt. We kind of have a pre-Saturday Night Fever John Travolta. We have one hell of an Ernest Borgnine in this movie, but we'll talk more about him later. But, hell, we even have Anton LaVey in this film. Then we have a ton of a fat... Teddy Albert. We have a... Yes, him too. (laughs) Then we have a ton of a... And then we have a ton of effects. (laughs) Even if they didn't know how to space out their money shots and blow their whole fucking wad at once. Uh, Yeah, this film had everything, and yet nothing at the same time. I had such a good time laughing at all, all of the, oh, wow, you really went there with this. You really went there with this, didn't you? Moments in the film. Yeah, I just had so much fun. Ah, yeah. So how about you guys? (laughs) Cool. What do you think about the Devil's Reign? Uh, You know me, man. This is like, uh, this falls into that weird category of the 70s that like, like for some of these films, like I either love them or I don't love them. And unfortunately, this one falls into the, uh, I I didn't love it. Um, It wasn't weird enough or sexy enough or you know, like trippy enough for me to be like, all right, like I get like they're going with some 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 heavy duty deep concept like type of like, you know, grindhouse or exploitation film. You know, like I just felt like it was a fairly fairly rote Satan worshiping film, and yeah, some of the effects were were good, and yeah, some of the performances. You know, I, I like Tom Skerritt. I am a fan of his. Yes, Top Gun. You know, I think he's still Magnolia. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, like I think, like I, I feel like, you know, the uh, um, you know Shatner <laughs> being Shatner. So yes, it's it's post 
Star Trek series, which we know was fairly short, but it's pre-Star yeah. Trek movies. So it's kind of before right. the resurgence of what his career would be, you know. So so seeing him kind of play yeah, this 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 character, which really again is just Shatner doing the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Thing. He does. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking pause in the middle of like every sentence and shit like that. Like it, when he did it early in the movie, I was like, wow, man, like. This is why this man is just fucking Captain Kirk the entirety of his career because you know there's really there's something else that he does. Um, I was looking forward to seeing Travolta, and then spent the whole movie trying to figure out who the fuck he was to the point that I had to like look like I thought it was him when I saw the chin on the one fucking guy, and I was like, oh, but is that? But he's like on the, the stairs. Right that was Travolta. That, exactly. Well, yeah. Ultimately, I figured that that was him, but then I was like, "But they put his name in the fucking credits, so like they didn't show yeah, his name at all." Uh, but then you look at yeah. yeah. Then you also look in the fucking end credits, and the character's got a name. There's no point that that fucking <laughs> yeah. guy got called Daniel. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> and so, so again, like, I, I oh wow, thanks, Daniel. You know, like, I, I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't love it either. And, it, like, for me, it's kind of, it falls into, like, that somewhat forgettable category. But thank right. you, Monty. So, Dean, what you think about that? Something I've never seen before. <laughs> Your thoughts? Well, well, well first, first for me, uh, any time that, that Ernest Borgnine is in a cast, um, usually earns some goodwill, because I... I absolutely love Ernest Borgnine. Uh, Me too. Yeah. But with that being with that being said, the 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 religious wing of the horror genre is one uh, that most of the time I am a fan of. Um, I thought this inter or this this generational battle going on was an interesting concept um, with some of that slow moving seventies. Uh, pacing that we talk about so often here on the program, but I thought some of the effects, uh, you know, the practical effects for their time, I thought were were pretty cool um, and enjoyed it. And you know, it's just it's also fun to just see some of the other uh, cast members, uh, you know, so much younger than my my visual imaging of some of them. So um, you know, uh, this movie was fine. You know, I, I had never seen it before. I actually don't even know that I've ever actually heard of it. Um, but I, I enjoyed the opportunity to get the chance to watch it for, for our program. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, one of these movies that I definitely love, uh, just because I love 70s horror cinema, especially anything that has to do with Satan. Uh, the fact that Anton Zandor LeVay <laughs> is involved as a high priest in the movie, as a consultant, as he was in Rosemary's Baby. But I also love the fact that this was a Brian Stin release. So if you guys don't know, Bryanston releasing back in the 70s, they were a mob-run organization that were releasing films. What? So they released Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, in 74. Then they released Devil's Reign in 75. <clears throat> so if your movie went to Bryanston, you're not getting any money. They took all their money and fucking ran. So they are not giving anything what? to Ernest Borgnine. They're not giving anything to one. Yes, they were a mob-run company. Uh, Toby Hooper talked about them a lot, and Ernest Borgnine even talked about them, about how he got no money. Because they he were got a no mob money, run yeah. company, and they ran with that. So, if you went with Bryanson back in the '70s, you were not going to see any money. It's just they were good at releasing movies, 
but they were not good at giving your money back. And if you try to get your money, it's the mob. So good luck. So, you know, it's, when I saw it, Brian, I was like, oh, yep, that's the mob company. Um, and then you have America's pop-pop, Ernest Borgnine. Hey, hey, Satan, guys. Hail Satan, right? I was like, oh, he's adorable. <laughs> so, you know, the, the happiest you know, Satanist that you can get. Um, I, just, I, I just love the themes. I love the fact that back in 75, this was like the happy guys of Satanism. It's like, that's cool. That's hip. You know, Anton LaVey, that's a hip guy, man. He's on to something else. Like, everybody had a copy of the Satanic Bible on their coffee tables back then because it was like the hip thing. It was like the new age thing. And this is also the movie where John Travolta found Scientology. He met someone that was a woman that was into Scientology, and he was feeling sick one day, and she touched his arm, and she's like, you're healed. Thank the Scientology. He's like, oh, my God. Like, what is the Scientology thing all about? And he became a Scientologist. What, it wasn't Tom Cruise? <clears throat> no, John Travolta oh, so- was first. Travolta oh, was one of the shit. first. He's okay. the OG. Yeah, it was not Tom Cruise. It was it was John Travolta. He was the OG. Back in 75, he was with it, man. He was like, L. Ron Hubbard, I got you, man. All right, let's do this thing. Tell me, tell me. I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> Lava aliens. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, the movie opens on a dark and stormy night as Mrs. Preston looks out of a window, scared of whatever is lurking outside. and stormy night. It is. You always have a dark night. The night was stormy. The night was hot. So old man John shows up with a fresh pot of coffee. Uh, she turns it down. John leaves after she bumps the coffee. Her son Mark shows up, saying that there's no sign of him or the truck, meaning his father. Mrs. Preston doesn't think that he could just have disappeared. And then she says, this fucking happens every goddamn night. And why are we just <laughs> doing this? And Mark's like, it's okay. We will get through this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, as soon as he is, like the ghoul said, man, as soon as he gets on the screen, I'm like, okay, William Shatner, okay, post-Star Trek, we're going to give you a chance, man. We're going to give you a chance. And yeah, like the ghoul said, he just goes into Shatner, paws left and right. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. I was like, man, you're not even trying like, to sit there and establish <laughs> yourself as something else out of Star Trek. You're like, nope, this is what I do. Oh, mother. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so angry. Ah. (laughs) The scene when he meets Corbis, and we'll talk about that, that's peak fucking Wayne Shatner acting. When he puts his goddamn finger at Corbis, like, that's that's peak. Um, So anyway, Steve, the father of the family, shows up, and his fucking face is melting off. Goddamn devil's (laughs) rain. Corbis wants the book. He's in the desert in a town called Redstone. Better give it to him. Okay, by the way, got a guy to die now as it begins to melt like that one gang member in RoboCop that got covered in chemicals. So Mrs. Preston reveals the book hidden under a floorboard, and she demands that Mark give him the book, but Mark doesn't want to. I will not. So instead, he decides to grab a gun, and he's going to kill that devil man. But here, it's dangerous outside. Take this amulet. All right, Zelda. So a horn honk, and Mark sees that it's a truck. <coughs> He opens the driver's side door, and there's a devil, uh, a doll stabbed into the driving column. So we hear for some reason the <laughs> for some reason the devil worshippers are using voodoo dolls. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It makes sense. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. So Mark runs inside. He finds John hung upside down and bleeding. His mom is missing. She's been taken by Satanists. So Mark returns to where the book was stashed and takes the amulet. John, hey, 
buddy, don't bleed out. This is a new carpet. I got to go. He's like, oh, I'll be here. <laughs> oh, there's no one to watch. Man, and, and he, was only go- he, he was only gone for a minute, you know, to check out the truck. <laughs> and you have all these lights and flashes and shit like that. You know, you talk at like 30 seconds, and then he comes back, and the whole house is in disarray. Mom is gone. Somehow they <laughs> hung Billy upside down. You know, they <laughs> – <30 laughs> You're like fucking satanic ninjas here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. Smoke bomb. Hit <laughs> 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 him. run out of the house. So Mark rides out to the desert town of Redstone so he can rescue his mom. He arrives in town and is offered water by a man. But the water is bitter. He spits it out, but then he's like, you know what? I don't have some more. And that's when we find out that this man is Corvus. And he asks if he brought the book, but Mark didn't bring it. Corvus then invites him into a church. But Mark says he'll go in, but he wants to come out exactly as he went in. Don't melt my face off, man. You better not. <laughs> finger pointing, finger pointing. <laughs> and but now, we have Ernest Bo- <laughs> now we have Now <laughs> we have Ernest Borgnine showing up. And, you know, I love, he is like the only motherfucker in this movie that showed up to work. He's here the, throughout the entire movie. Is like oh, he's in there nailing his lines. He's like, you know, high. I don't know what the fuck he's on. You know, maybe not quite cocaine. Maybe just really good uppers of some kind. But it's just, he, you know, pounces the lines all over. He's like happy to be like the starring role in this movie. And he's going to fucking earn that paycheck that apparently he never got. <laughs> but he's definitely no, he working for this shit, man. <laughs> And he never went back to horror. He's like, this is it. He's like, I don't like it. Yeah, Ernest Borgnine fucking hated it. He's like, I don't want to do this again. He's like, I don't like playing yeah, that see, guy. I, like, I, just, I, and I honestly yeah. felt like it just like really didn't feel like it was a comfortable role for him. I feel like he kind of right. dialed it in. Like, he wasn't really interested in, in what he was doing at all. So, like, so, like, I don't even feel like you get, like, a, a true Borgnine performance, you know? Every time you're so sweet, like I was like I would go anywhere with you, man. <laughs> Corbis, I'll go. He's like, yeah. you come on and see the church. I'm like, okay, like you're smiling and you're having a good time. You're not menacing any way, which way. But uh, so Mark decides to tell Corbis, like, all right, you know, faith versus faith. If I win, I get my parents back. And Corbis is like, oh, well, we're having a faith off. I guess the <laughs> face off guys face, face off. off. What is that like? Yeah. Well, we do we do have Travolta? Travolta in this movie. And if you put Mike Tyson in it, it's face off. Face oh, off. there we go. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 I love face off. Travolta, Tyson, face off. <laughs> I just face off. So, if Corbis yeah. wins, he gets Mark in the book. So Mark enters the building. As a black mass is about to begin, he sits down in the pew among all the hooded people. Black man, black mass, not black man, because that's what they call. That's what Antoine they call these things, black masses. It's it's against God. So anyway, uh, Mark pulls out that fucking gigantic amulet that he got from his mom as Corvus approaches the podium in a red hooded robe. Mark begins praying to God as Corvus prays to Satan. As Mark jumps up in an attempt to fight the evil, Corvus reveals. The hooded congregation and all of them with these weird fucking faces, black eyes, waxy faces, and his mother has been taken over by the evil, and she's one of them too. She's like, "Come on, it's fun. Join the fun, Mark. Stop being a fucking downer." 
I don't think so. <laughs> Mark pulls out a gun and shoots from the Satanist and runs from the building. Yeah, Mark claims the corpse because... is still free in the first family. Yes, good. Yeah, but because after that, you know, like while they're going through the faith office and shit like that, he can't pray enough. Then he pulls out the gun and then Ernest Borgnine is like, is like, oh, is that your faith? Is, 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 <laughs> yeah. the, is, 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 is the firearm your faith now? <laughs> But we're in a house of peace. What are you doing? So Corvus turns Mark's amulet into a snake, which he tosses away real quick and turns back into the amulet. When he tries to get the amulet back, the Satanists try to stop him. Mark gets free and runs to the car, but the shyest fucking Satanist you've ever seen, he's like, oh, I'm just uh, just sitting in the car. Is that cool? Like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? And he's like, God damn it! Satanist! Amen. <laughs> that guy's face. He looks so sad. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting here. Like, he you mind if I change emo. my radio stations? He was an emo Satanist, bro. <laughs> Before the emo. <laughs> the OG emo. <laughs> so, Mark is finally captured, and Corbis tells him that soon the Prestons will be no more. And then we jump cut to a hospital where Dr. Richard Whoa. is running an experiment on Julie Preston. To find out that she can control All the way her mind through willpower alone. So we find out that Julie is married to Tom Preston, played by Tom Skerritt, the older brother of Mark. Julie describes Hi, what burn. she saw and you see flashing a corpus. <laughs> and it's so good to see a young Tom Skerritt, too. I was like, I forgot that he was young at one point. I just remember old Tom Skerritt. So to see a young guy with that dark hair and that fucking mustache, like, wow, he was super young at one point. But, so he's talking about the experiment. She's telling what she saw. Um, she saw hooded Satanist and caused her to scream Tom's name. And then all of a sudden he walked up there. He's like, hey, something happened to my family. Then we cut away. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> right. you know, like, the fucking guy's talking about how she's got powers. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's the one going through the whole thing. And then, yeah, he like, it's like he saw her vision and then was like, yeah, something happened to my family. We got to go. Oh, Tom, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'll be like, all right. She's like, wow. Saw those visions. Bye, babe. <laughs> so we cut to Sheriff Owen talking to Tom and how he doesn't believe anything Tom's telling him. Sheriff Owen thinks the Preston's left before the winds of the storm came. There's nothing in Redstone. It's a fucking ghost town. And Tom's like, well, i got to go there. And he's like, fine, What man, a ridiculous go, story you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Keenan when he plays the sheriff. He's a great 70s actor. Um, so Tom and Julie speak with John, the guy from earlier that was hung upside down, and he's like, but they didn't have any faces. And Tom's like, okay, cool. Anyway, John, Dr. Richards is coming. Fucking greet him. Give him some lunch. Hang out with him. Uh, tell him what you saw. And then tell him we'll be back. And he's like, all right, but they didn't have any faces. He's like, I know I heard you. Bye. <laughs> Is anyone going to feed me? <laughs> he, he like you know he just looked like a you know a, do- a forgotten dog man. He didn't even leave him any water or anything. It looked like he couldn't even take care of himself. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he's a homeless man. They're, 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 they're like, oh, we'll take care of you, John. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so Tom and Julie decide to leave, and they find some wax on the floor, and they're like. Oh, this is weird. Like, what is this shit? I'm like, that's your dad, Tom. He's he dead. <laughs> like, that's that's your dad. Your Show dad. some respect. 
<laughs> he's like, ew, it's gross. <laughs> you know? And John should have no been like, dude, that's your dad. Yeah, I know. John's like, that's the craziest thing I've seen all day. So John appears in the doorway with the book, which is the one that Corvus wants. And then we cut to Mark being tortured by Corvus. He summons Lilith, who appears and kisses Mark, but when she pulls away, it's Mark's mom, and the torture continues. It's acceptable in some movies I've seen. <laughs> not in this year, not in 75. So Tom and Julie arrive at Redstone, and they arrive at the evil church. Armed with the shotgun, Tom and Julie enter and realize the church is being used for devil worship. They find Mark's clothes, but not Mark. Hearing a loud boom, they run outside and find their car is on fire and is exploded. You needed to have a Satanist just go running off into this and be like, ha, 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 ha. So... They almost get hit by someone driving Mark's car who crashes into a tree and runs inside of a building. They search the building for the driver. Tom finds him, and they get into a fight. Eventually, Tom overpowers the driver and demands Julie get some rope, but she's in a trench over his face because it's fucking goddamn John Travolta. Handsome as fuck, even with those weird eyes. They're like, oh, my God, I'm going to say this with you. Look into my eyes, Julie. What do you see? You see the future? You see the future in some shit? And his fucking eyes turn into flames. <laughs> they didn't even give him like any lines or nothing. In this whole movie. <laughs> no, and somehow, and somehow he got like opening, you know, credit, credit. Oh yeah, so possible. That, that was, uh, <laughs> well, because he was on Welcome Back, Carter. So it's like, oh shit, that guy from Carter, Carter, he's in this fucking movie. Fucking big fucking Adam. Oh, my God, Mr. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm a Satanist now, Mr. Cattle. What do you think about me now? Vinny, I don't think that's right. That's okay. Up your nose with a rubber hose. I'm just trying to get ahead here, okay? I don't have all them brains and recollections like other people does. I'm just handsome, and I like to dance. I'm dancing for Satan now. So... Through the vision of Danny, who is never named in the movie, beautiful like he, star. Said, he gets any credit. <laughs> Joy sees into the past during the time of the pilgrims, and Corvus finding the book is gone. As the book is gone, Corvus cannot lead them to Satan's everlasting kingdom. The book is important because it contains the signatures of those that bind their souls to Satan. And then we discover Martin Fife, played by oh, William Shatner. Shatner. I'm Martin Fife oh. now. I'm a colonialist. <laughs> Look at my hair. Oh, my God. It's long. <laughs> and I, I love Ernest Borgnine here. Ernest Borgnine <laughs> trying to try, talk like I'm fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah. Do and died. And I was just like, oh, my God, Ernest Borgnine, you are so fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, he was just having fun with this thing. He's like, the is now. Where is thou book? Thou art the sinner. <laughs> Ooh. Has, I read Shakespeare once. Has, has, the bitch, has the bitch betrayed thine heart? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Martin Fife is questioned, but is interrupted by a mob led by Preacher Blythe. They're there to burn Corvus at the stake for worshiping Satan and being a witch. Corvus finds Fife's wife in the crowd, slaps her like a bitch, and calls her a slut, 
I realize that she's the one that stole the book. Corbett oh, decides shit. he's going to curse the town and fight his family for eternity, promising to get the book back. And yeah, that's when he's like peak fucking Ernest Borgnine. He's like, thou art cursed. <laughs> yes, thou have a curse upon your family, and I will live again and get my book. <laughs> like, I was like, he is enjoying the shit at this moment right now. <laughs> he's all smiling. <laughs> Doesn't realize he's in a horror movie anymore. <laughs> Julie snaps out of her trance, and the two leave Danny the Satanist behind. Maybe this is the birth of Danny Zuko. Maybe he was a Satanist the entire time. Mm. That's why he could dance so well. Oh, my All God. Oh, 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 it's Danny Zuko. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm moving to New York. I was tired of Redstone. I moved to New York with my family. Oh, I'm going to be a dancer. Dad, don't stop me. I have devil powers. Don't stop me now, Dad. I just got to dance. Don't mess with the hair. Don't mess with the hair. Satan said my hair is nice. <laughs> Danny wants to talk about it. Say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go to the disco. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> they get into Mark's car and drive off. Um, and that's when Tom stops on the side of the road and decides to head back into the town to save Mark. As Julie drives off, Mrs. Preston appears in the back seat, causing Julie to scream and crash into a tree. Bummer. You know how that is. So as night falls, oh yeah, I, see, yeah, I always hate it yeah. when I slowly crash into a tree. <laughs> okay, uh, another thing hours. though no! is, is on the station wagon. Did crash into a tree? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but did you also notice that the the symbol for the family's business was a PPP, uh, and that, then if you sit there and turn it, and then if you turn it upside down, it would be a six six six. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's clever. They don't play with it enough, but, but yeah, you know, it's there. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, because I noticed it because I was like, wait wait a minute. Why the fuck do they have the Pell Peralta skateboard symbol on the side of the station uh, wagon? It did. It's so fucking right. That's all I can think of, too. I was like, Peralta? <laughs> Casey's one of them. Oh. See, this, all now, this now explains why I watched The Lords of Dogtown last night. Ah, it, there you go. <laughs> He's a satanic skateboarder. Ah. No. Um, as night falls, we see the hooded Satanists walking through the hills carrying torches and chanting, as two of them drag Mark along with them. A ritual is set to turn Mark into one of these Satanists, which Tom is easily able to infiltrate wearing one of the hooded uh, cloaks. He just kind of sat on the ground. He's like, oh, oh everybody, hail Satan, right? Hail Satan. Oh, my God, right? Hail <laughs> <laughs> cool here. Yeah. And, and when he said, turn around and looked at the camera, all I could think of was, you know, ghoul. I was like, you know, Enola Holmes. It was like, ooh, tis I. Ooh, tis not I. Ooh, tis I. <laughs> so he easily infiltrates this whole fucking ceremony that's going on for Mark. Uh, uh, Corbus wants to put the spirit of Martin Fife into Mark so he could share his body. Uh, we do see Anton LaVey in the scene because he's wearing a gold helmet and he has a goatee. So he's hidden oh, behind that the was helmet. Him the, that, that was him looking like an extra in Psychomania? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, that, that was, was Anton that LaVey. Was him in the fucking pe- in the Peacemaker fucking helmet? Yep, the gold <laughs> helmet. Yeah, that was him. Because Anton LaVey kept that fucking goatee on until he fucking died. So I was like, yep, that's Anton. I thought that there was John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> right. I realized I could, but I could see him. That's how I knew it wasn't him. That's right. So 
An explosion happens, and Devil Corvus appears, looking like Baphomet with the horns, but it's more than I have to make And when he puffs up, he's like that fucking, you know, drunk uncle you're told not to wake up at the Christmas party. You Why know, it's like he passed out. He's like, yeah, he passed out. Let him be. Let him be. Don't wake him up. Don't wake him up. And then he's like, poof. And then they, like, oh, what's going on? Oh, my God. Is the game over? <laughs> oh, my God. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I was awake. I was awake. God, what? It's so I was I was resting my eyes. Shut up, Margaret. I said, you know how I like to rest my eyes. Hey, the glass is empty. It's not going to fill itself. <laughs> A Corvus sprinkles some devil's rain on Mark and demands that Martin Fife claim Mark's body. Mark then transforms into Martin Fife and becomes one of the members of the cult with the black eyes looking like a real good Michael Myers mask that was developed. Yeah. It was like black mask. This is going to get really, <laughs> hey, this looks going to get really popular in four years. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. They were ahead of the curve. And it's all comes back to so, William Shatner. It does. So, yeah, it um, always does. It's eventually fast. <laughs> because we have Danny running down the hill. He's like, you surfer, you surfer, you surfer. And they're like, oh, shit, what? And Tom's like, oh, fuck, got to run. So Tom seeks refuge <laughs> in a house where he killed a Satanist that bleeds fun colors like orange and green before escaping once more outside. <laughs> we cut to the next day where it's like, oh, we have a break. And that's when we see Tom is joined by once again by Dr. Richards. Julie is still missing. And then Tom's like, ah, i got to go back to Redstone and get her. Richards is like, hey, again. wait a second. Take some time for an information dump, sir, so we can look at this book and figure out what it means. And that's when we find <laughs> out that as long as Fife plus the Prestons have the book, Corvus can't deliver souls to hell. They also talk about Devil's Reign, which Corvus uses to separate souls from their bodies. And oh my <laughs> they, God, they keep, Mark Preston's they keep name is in this it. book. Oh <laughs> yeah. shit! Devil's oh Rain, my right? God, and he right? needs to Devil's use Rain? he needs to use the Devil's Reign to summon the Devil's Reign. What is this Devil's Reign thing? I don't know, but I think it might be the Devil's Reign. <laughs> And then Prim yeah, pops up and starts singing. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dressed in all black. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> when I look into Yo. your eyes, I can see your black strain. <laughs> chocolate rain. Chocolate rain? Devil's rain. So that night, Julie is next up to be transformed into a black eyed Satanist. Meanwhile, Dr. Richards arrives at the church. I was like, seeing a black eye. Does that mean she's going to pee her pants? I don't know any black eyed pee songs at the moment, so yeah, we'll go with that. They did a lot of stuff. I know the name. Oh, they did that song? Okay. I do know black eyed pee songs. It started. Let's get satanic in here. Let's get satanic. Let's get satanic in here. Hail Satan, hail Satan, hail Satan. Yeah. Wait, wait, then all of a sudden you go blur on him? You go, whoop. Because that's in the song. That's in that Let's Get Insane song. Somebody goes, woohoo, in that song. I remember that part. Somebody goes, woohoo. Who goes, woohoo? In the uh, the Let's Get It Started song, somebody goes woohoo at some point. I remember that part. You know, let's get it started. Woohoo. I was like, so it's not blur. It's not song 12. But anyway, um, (laughs) under the floorboards of the church, they find a large satanic Fabergé egg 
that contained souls possessed by Corvus <laughs> 300 years ago. It's the devil's reign. With a, <laughs> egg. So it's a egg with a TV in it. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, we can watch them live, like the contamination unit from Ghostbusters the cartoon. Hey, let me out. No, no. <laughs> well, they're fucked. <laughs> so while Tom and Dr. Richards are looking at this thing, all of a sudden Sheriff Owens show up, and they're like, Sheriff Owens, evil. And they're like, oh, shit. And they have to fight off oh! Sheriff Owens, who Tom overpowers She's and throws him into the hole left by the pepper shag. And Sheriff Owens bursts into flames. And that's when we see Danny in the church and says, oh, my God, that's the book. It's been laying here the entire time. i got to go take Golden. Oh, man. Oh, man. They, 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 they fucking Golden. just lit. They just leave it there. It's like, yeah, we, got the, we got the weapon. We'll trade you. It's a book you've been looking for for the weapon. Here's the instruction manual hey, that you've been looking it, for for 300 been a years. Lie too, when they got up there, you know what I mean? Like, he should have been like, hey, you remember that book that we weren't supposed to let them get in any way, shape, or form? Oh, uh, oh. I kind of left it down there on the stage. Whoopsie! <laughs> <laughs> So once Corpus gets the book back, he's super happy, and we see Julie is led into the church where she's going to be prepared for eternity, but Tom jumps in to stop all the madness, and that's when Tom is stopped by melting Michael Myers, I mean, Mark, I mean, but fucking the head tilt and shit like that. I'm like, God damn. God damn, did he do a good job that Michael Myers mask in 78. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. I mean, just the way he fucking tilted his head and shit, I'm like, oh, it's there. It's there in 75, the head tilt. Uh, I was just cracking up the entire day because every time Shatner fucking tilted his head, like that's Michael Myers. (laughs) Um, So Danny is tasked with putting the devil's reign back where it belongs. And oh wow, Doctor Richards has it now. Richards is willing to trade the devil's reign. I get to do it. I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite. I get to put the I'm the favorite. The, the devil writes in the most, Dad. What do you think about that, Dad? I'm going to be a dancing, the devil's favorite guy. Oh, my God. It's a fun time this weekend, right? So Dr. Richard is willing to trade the devil's reign for Tom and Julie, but I'll fucking destroy it if you don't return Julie and Tom. But Richard is immediately overpowered by Mark. Real quick. Fucking just takes it off. Me. Right, I'm going to take this. Oh, shit. He's so strong. I was always the, I was always the favorite brother anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Richards desperately tries to convince Mark to destroy the devil's reign and free the souls. But if he does, Corvus is like, if you do it, you're going to have to wander alone for all eternity. Think about that, Martin. He's like, huh, huh, huh. And Richard's like, do it. He's like, all right, I'm going to fucking destroy it. So Mark destroys the devil's reign by smashing it. And that's when all the Satanists, including Corbus, eventually start turning into mush. And it's like, we're going to have this great sequence <laughs> where they're like, oh, God, what? fucking everybody's fucking melting. Like, even Mr. Preston's fucking melting. Like, it's, it's just great to see these practical effects for 75 of these faces fucking melting off. And it's like, oh, God, don't touch me. Ew. You're all but, fucking melting. But I, I, I never thought I would say this, but... This movie proved you can have too much special effects right now because now <laughs> oh, yeah. this goes on for like ten minutes forever. on. Like, it's like they could have spaced this out 
throughout the movie, and just give us like a money shot here and there, something coming happening to uh, you know one of the, <clears throat> one of the cultists, and having a good melt scene of what happens. But no, they sit there and blow their entire wad here at the end, you know, and it just goes on and on. And, but you know, the effects <laughs> were awesome. Don't get me wrong; they they were great. But I'm like, come on, guys. You know, we get it. You really, really like these multi effects. <laughs> a lot, a lot of. We can do. A lot of Alka Seltzer. <laughs> oh, there was a lot. And of course, for some reason, the church catches fire and it explodes from within, where they're like, oh, explosion. Boom. <laughs> where did that come from? There was a portal to hell. It was a portal <laughs> to hell and it exploded with the flames of hell. I'll just about to see Danny go dancing out of the fucking church. We're like, oh, I got to dance one more time. Oh, God, I'm dying over here. Let me go dance. Melting nothing. Um, so making a quick exit, Tom and Julie escape with Dr. Richards as the church burns to the ground. With all the Satanists now gone and the church destroyed, Tom and Julie embrace but Julie turns into Corbus, as we see Julie is trapped in a new bottle of the Devil's Rain. And so eventually Tom decides maybe he'll give Corbus another chance and end up subletting an apartment in New York City while running a cute little corner cafe that sells deviled eggs and overpriced coffee. So everything worked out for Tom and Corbus in the end. <laughs> because it's the fucking greatest fucking scene. I fucking love it because you see them embrace, and then all of a sudden he becomes Corbus, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, he's so nice. Like, I would just enjoy the hug. I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. My, my girlfriend's gone. Just never let go. Never let go. He's like, I got you, Tom. I got you. Like, it was when, you, when you started saying all that shit about them, like, I honestly thought, like, there was a scene I missed. Um, I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm no. About them having, like, a, a coffee shop and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You cut to 10 years later, and he's like, hey, Tom. Hey, Corbis. You want to go down to the corner cafe and open it up? You got it. Yeah, and you go walking well, down the there. there. <laughs> you did that last night, Tom. It felt great. I'm really happy with you, Tom. You make me feel whole. Thank you, Corbis. You make me feel whole, too. I just love your laugh and your comforting smile. just makes me happy. I'm so glad you decided to move to New York City. That place sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I just... That, it's just, it's the thing about Ernest Borgnine. He's so fucking sweet. He doesn't know how to play evil. He's a fucking like, bad, that, that scene could have played out so much more sinister, but instead you're just like, oh, he's just happy. He's like, ha, 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 I like this. <laughs> We're good together, Tom. Like, it was so <laughs> And then you cut to fucking Julie in the New Devil's Ring. She's like, oh, my God, Tom, help me. All over the credits are screaming, and then she pauses as the credits go out. Of, like, I've accepted my fate. I'm here now. Meanwhile, Ernest Borgnine is off with Tom. He's like, you want to go get a cup of coffee? Let's. I think that's nice. Like, you know, we haven't really talked this entire time. Like, you know, I'm a Satanist. You're, you're a guy. Like, you know, what do you think about, uh, you know, Satanists kind of, you know, dating outside of their, you know, realm? I like it. <laughs> yeah. Again, this, the fact that he's just so sweet, yeah, this, I had that problem with it because he could have been like, <laughs> I was like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's a, you feel like home, Tom. <laughs> because you never got the reaction from Tom. Tom never pulled away. He's like, oh, my God. And like, you know, like in a freeze frame and shit. You don't get that. You just get Ernest Borgman hugging Tom scared. It's like very sweet. 
uh, everything worked out. <laughs> I hope best for those two. <laughs> they deserve each other. They're going to work out. <laughs> um, I just, again, Devil's Reign, one of my favorite movies from the 70s. Great exploitation, satanic movie, basically building up Anton LaVey to be this fucking huge character when he's just a little guy. He was like, I like Satan. <laughs> like, but back in the 70s, people thought he was cool. It wasn't like in the 80s with the satanic panic movement. Back in the 70s, people were like, he's pretty cool. Because he's like, I don't like the guy. <laughs> you know, he's doing his own thing, man. <laughs> you know, and he's just, he was just a, a little guy with Fuck a little imagination. To something big, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he wasn't the big evil character. To like, it's when you watch footage of Anton LaVey when he's doing his little black masses. He's like a five-foot-tall guy wearing, like, little devil horns. He's like, hey, 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 hey. Like, aw. You're cute. <laughs> I'm just a little evil man. Look at your little bald head and your goatee. You're, you're adorable. <laughs> He's not this commanding figure. Like, you know, you know, that's what I love about Anton LaVey. Like, he was just so small and unassuming, but you got everyone to believe it. And in the 80s, everybody's like, fuck Satan. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, we're going there now. Evil. <laughs> everybody's touching each other. Like, we don't want that. And then Michelle Remembers came out, and the Satan Seller came out, and everybody's like, video games are evil. Like, it, like I was, like, we were talking monkey uh, to your son about the satanic movement. It's like, yeah, he had to live through it, man. <laughs> it was a fucking wild time. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's evil. Everything wants the kids to die. It's like, not really, man. I just want to play Mortal Kombat and fucking candy. <laughs> so, Soon is gonna take your soul. Oh my oh, God! Please, just oh, please, Your soul is mine. <laughs> no, Jesus, where's God? <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for your pick, Murphy of the Devil's Rain. Next week, who? What is your pick? What are we talking about? Chocolate rain. We're talking about chocolate rain. rain. Isn't that next movie? <laughs> oh no, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's funny, but like, you know, we we all kind of well, you guys kind of like mentioned, you know, fucking corpses and stuff like that earlier, and I was just thinking how we've kind of gotten a little, you know, we were talking porn earlier, and and things have gotten a little stagnant as far as us us getting mm-hmm. into sexy time here. It's a lot romantic. So we are going to go with yes, indeed, we are going to go romantic, necromantic to be exact. And, uh, oh. Oh, oh, man. I can't believe I got it. That's the first time ever on the show in fucking, what, 13 years? I could have actually guessed the movie before he even said it. Holy shit. I fucking, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, man. Let's fucking catch you. I'm right on the back, man. Necromantic. I fucking love it. Watch the it's an watch the film. swap videos yeah. and hug the shit out of yourself tonight. <laughs> I can't wait. And it's a good one. It's a short one. It's a good one. Fucking necromantic. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you so much. I've been waiting to talk about necromantic <laughs> on the show. So it's so. I'm fucking pretty sure it's on Shutter. It is indeed on Shutter. Is it? Holy shit! They put necromantic on Shutter. All right. Well, Necromatic there we go. What are we talking about? It's on Shutter. All right. I can't fucking wait because I do have a copy of it, so I can just do either way. It's fucking necromantic to hell, man. Oh, fuck. All right. Anyway. <laughs> That excited me. I'm excited. I've never even movie. heard of this film. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no words. Oh, you've never no heard words, of it? Monkey. Monkey, oh, Monkey, man. just watch it. Just oh, watch man, it. Oh, man, oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's going to be something, man. 
Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Hail Satan! Hail Necromantic. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for that pick. But anyway, Dean, thank you so much for joining us for The Devil's Reign. We'll see you back here next week for Necromantic. Yes, Necromantic. Uh, how, how romantic to talk Necromantic. I'll be looking forward to it uh, next week. Love is in the air. All right, so, Monty, you have to pick the Devil's Reign. Looking forward to seeing you back here next week for Necromantic. Yeah, thanks for listening, and fright fans are letting us come in your ears. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, and cool. Thank you for making my dreams come true. We're finally talking about Necromantic on Talking Terror. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. I, I am so thrilled that you're happy. And, uh, yes, I am definitely looking forward to, uh, to to my pick next week. I've been <laughs> sitting on it for a while, and I just feel like the time is right. So, everybody, yeah, stay scared. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, and, and have a great fucking, uh, yeah, have a great day. Go see a movie. Yeah, go see a movie. Go enjoy. But, yeah, no, I, I'm very much looking forward to that because it, it, it delves into so many things. But, it actually opens up a pick that I'm going to have to look for you know, before my next one because there's one I've been sitting on, too, and I'm like, I, I think it's the time. So if we cover Necromantic, it's time for my one. <clears throat> but we'll get to that when it's my turn. Anyway, hail Satan, always. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. And like the ghoul said, go see a fucking movie. Go out to the theater. Have a good time. Barbie, Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Talk to me. If we're talking about horror, talk to me. Excellent. Go check it out. You know, go support independent horror because they're here for you just like we are here for you. And we'll see you back here next week for the Ghoul's Pick of Necromantic. Indeed. Um,